Wildly Worthy acknowledges the traditional owners of country. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Hey, I'm Ella. And I'm Elle. And we want to welcome you to Wildly Worthy. The podcast that brings you inspiring conversations, insight and tell all stories about overcoming obstacles, owning your worth and living life on your terms. From healing to personal growth, relationships and self-discovery, we have got you covered. So whether you're looking for motivation, guidance or just a good old laugh, tune in to Wildly Worthy and be wildly you. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to another episode of Wildly Worthy. And today is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We've got some beautiful questions that have been sent in, and we're going to have a little bit of a conversation around these things. There's some really beautiful topics and conversations in all of this. So we hope that it serves you. We hope that it supports you, and we hope that there's something in here for you. And there have been a couple of questions that have come through that I have already kind of been answered over the last couple of weeks. So go back and tune into those episodes if you did ask the question, but we stuck with some questions that are really quite big. So we will be uh, delving into these. We love the depth that you guys have sent through and um, yeah, would would love to to get into it so we can answer your questions. Yeah. But firstly, how, how are you? Yeah, good. Good. Had such a, it's a Monday. We're recording on a Monday. We don't usually record on a Monday. Um, so yeah, kind of just delving into it, feel prepared, been for a nice beach walk this morning. So yeah, life's good. Any highlights, lowlights, inspirations? No, not really. I feel like I've just been in this place of like all is well. Mm. There's no real like no real nothingness, which is a, a great place to be. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I, I feel the same. Like there doesn't always need to be things. Mm. There can just be, yeah, space. Mm. And integration and pause and, yeah, I feel all of that too. And I think I'm, yeah, very much the same. I had a beautiful day celebrating my partner's birthday yesterday and I think a highlight was just really enjoying our season together and just the conversations and, you know, where we are. Like it's, you know, after six years I feel like we've really landed in such a beautiful space and that was probably my highlight of just that reflection of like, oh, this feels really nice. Um, but, yeah, also like you, just sitting in this, this space of of life. Mm, so good. So we want to get into your questions. We want to be able to answer these and, and really be able to give you the, the, the juice, the goods. We are answering them anonymously as well. So thank you so much for sending them in. If these questions spark more questions, uh, in the show notes, you can find, um, the little question box to answer, to have us answer any other question as well. So know that you can reach out or find us on Instagram and ask any questions anytime. Mm. All right. So first one, are you ready? Mm -hmm. So the question is, I feel like I know what to do, but I get so overwhelmed by life and then I don't do anything at all and end up being frustrated with myself. How do I break this cycle? Mm, great question. Well, I think it kind of comes down to yourself reflecting that you are in that cycle and that's the first place that you need to be in order to make change. Now, can you truly ever break a cycle completely? Like that's up to you and your definition of what it means to break it. But I would really spend some time getting clear on, okay, well, what what is the cycle that you're recognizing that you're in? Uh, are you doing anything to overcome the things that are overwhelming you? Are you doing anything to overcome the frustration that you're feeling? 
feeling. And sometimes you really just need to be in um, the the cycle that you're in until that cycle passes. Um, there, of course, there's there's things that you can do outside of yourself to try and change it and break it. But like until you take those lessons and those learnings, that cycle's still going to continue. So, you know, for it, it, it may not continue in the way that you're in it, but it may show up in other ways. So really just taking the, the learnings and, and the lessons. But, you know, overwhelm is such a big emotion that really goes into a lot of different areas. And so, for yourself looking at like, okay, what are the things that are overwhelming you and how can you break that down into like really small tangible things to um, stop the overwhelm? Because overwhelm isn't a natural state. It's not a state that is, um, yeah, is for us to to live in and to be in. So like stop it. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's a stop choosing it. Yeah, because there's a, there's a big difference between knowing and doing. There's a big difference between knowing and doing. And I think so many people know what to do. You know, they know the things that make them feel better. They know what to do to feel more inspired each day. But there is such a big difference between actually knowing the things and then actually doing the things. So, you know, what's in between the space of knowing and doing for you? And that's usually the resistance. It can be self-sabotage sometimes as well. So, you know, just doing what you need to do to call yourself forward and to keep yourself accountable. Like what would radical responsibility look like for you to you know stop knowing the things and actually start doing the things if you know what you need to do then like Elle said just start doing it Mm, yeah pull the rug out um take the rose-colored glasses off whatever it is that you've got to do and um and and look at it Mm. I think it was was it it Marianne Williamson when we went saw her in Brisbane Mm. there was like a really good quote that she said I forget what it was but it was like she said many yeah, it was something around like the resistance to doing the thing is actually like the hardest thing. Like, yeah, doing the thing is easy. Doing the thing is easy, mm. but the resistance, the resistance in actually getting in and doing the thing is the hardest part. And mm. once you can overcome the resistance to doing the thing, the thing's easy. You know, lying down and putting on a meditation is you know, wandering off is easy. You know, like getting in and moving your body, it feels so much easier. But once we overcome the resistance to doing the thing, so knowing the resistance is usually the hardest part. So when you can start learning how to overcome that better, then the thing is actually so much easier. Mm. Mm. So next question. Yes. All right. So how do you know when you've healed something? Mm, Great question. My answer, I think we both have obviously different parts of this, but I think for my experience of this would be when you go back into those situations and you expose yourself to that environment, that person, that trigger, and you feel different, you aren't reactive anymore maybe you're not feeling the emotion that you once felt or you know look for cues within your body you might not be you know sweating or shaking or feeling like your chest your chest is really tight like when you're going back into those situations and you're just feeling different you're responding instead of reacting that's a big cue and a really beautiful lesson in awareness that something has shifted internally for you because you're no longer reacting the same way that you once did and so I think it's beautiful to test ourselves sometimes and to go back into those environments and to yeah re-expose ourselves in a in a healthy safe way to those things and just to to gauge where we are because it can be hard to sometimes um 
measure the, the growth when we're not going back into those environments or speaking to those people and we can sometimes be like, well, have I really changed? And sometimes going back into those, again, trigger environments, relationships, conversations, and just noticing how we're showing up differently can really be a clear indication of that growth and that healing. Mm. There's nothing add? really, I don't think I would add anything to that mm. um, because it is, you know, when your amygdala stops being triggered, when your prefrontal cortex starts recognizing that this is a new experience in life, you're not reliving past things, then um, yeah, I think that's a beautiful indication to when knowing that you've healed something. Mm. And when you're not thinking about it, you're not going to bed thinking about it or you know, feeling the emotion about it or you're not feeling like it's weighing you down or taking up a lot of like real estate and energy in your life anymore. That can also, you know, be a really beautiful indication as well that you're, you're, you've kind of shifted your focus into other things and maybe you're focusing on happy, joyful, expansive things versus feeling really weighed down and consumed by the past. Mm, I think a lot of people kind of sometimes think because the the journey of life is always going to happen. Things are always going to happen that we kind of move from one thing to another. So you might not be ruminating on that thing, but you might find that you've you've kind of shifted the focus onto something else because you're mm-hmm. so used to being in that spiral of, of something wrong or, um, you know, something kind of going on. So then it kind of needs to always be trauma and drama. But, yeah, just knowing that when you can go back in and, and think about it, if there's no no uh, alarm system going off, then that's the beautiful reflection of healing. Mm, your smoke detector's not going off anymore. All right, next question is, what brings you to a I need to change and then where do you start? So obviously there's two pieces to that. So what brings you to that space of I need to change something and where do you actually start? Yeah, well, I think for everybody that's so unique and that's so different. The the change can kind of come from anywhere. It can come from, you know, the the life events that have happened. It can come from your own reflection of your of your mental health journey. It can come from the, you know, a health journey. It really just depends on, on the unique person. But I think for, for anybody, it's that uh, discomfort within living that really creates a, a purpose to change. Mm. Yeah. And then where would you recommend people start? Oh, I think for anybody, it's just tell someone. Mm. That's the first place is tell someone, whether or not that's from somebody within a community, if that's somebody online, if that's somebody that you know, if it's somebody that you love. Like if you recognize change needs to happen, then you're, you're already on the path of creating that change. But the next step is is telling somebody, getting support in whatever capacity that looks like, speak to a professional and um, yeah, know that you don't have to go through the journey of changing yourself. It's like you know, it, my car battery died and I went to the car battery place, the Repco shop, and they were like, oh, okay, yep, you can buy a battery. And I was like, I have no idea how to put that battery in my car. And they were like, oh, we can't do it for you. And I said, well, who can, right? And they called around and they found some, you know, mechanic shop and they were like, yep, no worries. Like go down there, we'll send the battery. Like they organized it all for me. Um, I'm going to go to a professional when I don't know what to do. Mm. I'm going to go and uh, and ask for that help when I don't know what to do. And so we are conditioned. I've spoken about it so many times. We're conditioned to to know to to believe that we should know what we need to do when it comes to our mental health. But when we're not educated on it, 
and we we purely just don't know what to do. So go and seek support from somebody that can show you in a in a professional way. Like your girlfriends are great, but your girlfriends are going to allow you to ruminate. That it's not always going to create change. Mm. And they've got their own stuff too. You know, they can have their own things going on, and they've got their own unconscious bias that might be contributing to things as well and so yeah your family can also have the same things also so going and getting someone that is outside of your circle outside of you know the people that know you that has that um yeah non-judgmental view of everything and can allow you to see the different perspectives is also so valuable so the next question, whose opinions are important when at a crossroad or driving in a change kind of falls nicely off that last question. Mm. All right. So you've got to change. I think obviously our own, um, you know, really checking in with yourself and, you know, making sure that the changes that you're wanting to make are in alignment with what you want and what you're needing versus what somebody else is telling you you need to to create and change um you know if people around you are telling you that you've got to do all of these things but you know they're coming from their own perception and their own experience and that that's not really true for you then it's just coming back to what change am I feeling that I need to make um and I think it's listening to people that again like professionals um you know mentors people within your community that you really respect like looking to people that are living and embodiment of the changes that you're wanting to create that are actually doing the things that you're wanting to do because if you're taking advice from people that are unhappy or aren't living in alignment with their true self or you know doing x y and z then you need to really ask yourself are these the people that I really want to be listening to and taking opinions from you know I'm not going to go and um, take uh, get opinions about money from someone that's broke I'm not going to go and get opinions about relationships from somebody that um, you know is in a really toxic relationship like I'm going to go to people and listen to opinions that are living a somewhat aligned you know life that I want to create for myself so it's really Again, asking yourself, is this someone that I really want to take the opinions and the advice from? Um, And if not, you know, where can I look for that? You know, can I look within my community? Can I look for a professional? Can I look for that that within my my network somewhere? Um, Because these people are out and available. And at the end of the day, everybody's going to have their opinion. And you can ask anybody for their opinion and you're always going to get it. And everyone's having their own experience of, of your life. But again, really ensuring that you're being discerning and where that information is coming from. Mm. And also just checking in from what, what space are you seeking somebody else's opinion as well? Are you, are you seeking it because you're at a crossroad and you don't know how to um, mm. like manoeuvre through it and you're in a, in a space of genuinely wanting it or are you in a space of wanting somebody else's opinion but regardless of what opinion they're going to have, you know that you're still going to choose your own. Yeah, it's like the the people that, that you know are in that victim mentality that do want to stay essentially stuck because their environment is so comforting. Mm. Yeah, and so sometimes it is going to those people that are going to give you that hard truth, which is a professional, which is somebody that is going to uh, allow you to see outside of what you can currently see and, um, yeah, really call you forward and keep you accountable as well because it's not just about getting an opinion from somebody, it's about the accountability that comes after it. Mm. Mm. So be discerning in who and what and where the information is coming from and just... 
yeah, I think looking to people that inspire you, that are living the life that you want or, you know, experiencing things within their life that you're wanting to experience more of and that have maybe walked that walk or, or you know, before you and can show you the way to do that um, because they're, they're living that in their life already. Yeah. Awesome. So next one, I'm feeling pressure and expectations from other people around societal timelines and how, and how do I stay true to what I want? Mm. Well, societal um, timelines are something that's always been there. Yeah, they've, they've been there from <laughs> forever. And so just reflecting on like you're worthy of having your own timeline. You don't have to worry about what other people or, you know, the past or parents or family members all the way that it's been, you know, we are living in the year 2023, like there's been a lot of changes in, you know, the way that things are done, you know, it it does look very different. And so, yeah, you just get to choose what you want. Like, honestly, you just feel the pressure and the expectations, but like, if it's coming from somebody that loves you, like they love you and they just want the best for you. Like, it's not always um, like these pressures that people put on us. It's not always because we're doing the wrong thing. It's it's sometimes from a place of like this person loves me so much that they're going to share their concern. And so, you know, for it, like, yes, those pressures and timelines are there. And for some of them, they're there for a reason. But, you know, stay true to what you want. You get to. Yeah, you don't have to give into the pressures of what other people are are saying. You get to just stick with what's true for you. If those are those pressures are feeling too much, then like have a courageous conversation with them. Let them know that you know though the this type of comment or what you've just said or um you know like that I I I'm really not in a place to be receiving that that judgment. Um, you know what you've just said to me has just, has made me feel X Y and Z. Like letting them know. That um, and maybe that they're also just adding that pressure to you because they don't know what your time frame is, and so are you being clear with like those around you around um, you know like what you've got going on specifically in your life as well. Mm. And um, and the other thing I'd add in there is like boundaries. Once you've had the courageous conversation, just putting those boundaries into place. And yeah, like I said, like we're living in 2023 and things are so different these days. Like tradition has just gone out the window. Yeah, it really has. And sometimes I think we maybe need a little bit more tradition to come back in. But, you know, we live in a very different time. You know, the, the world is changing at a rapid rate and there's so many new things happening all the time as well. So I think we just get to let go of what it looks like. And yeah, choosing a timeline that feels good for you. Um, yeah. So this kind of falls beautifully after that last question. How do you stop comparing yourself to others? How do you stop comparing yourself to others? I think firstly, it's the awareness that we are comparing ourselves to somebody else. That's the most beautiful first step that we can do is like, interesting, I'm comparing myself again. And bringing that awareness in without any judgment of self, with pure curiosity and love and just this interesting, I'm comparing myself, you know, why, why am I comparing myself to this person? And what about this person am I comparing myself uh, to, you know, is it something to do with their physical appearance? Am I comparing, um, you know, other things that are happening in their life? Like, why am I comparing myself to this person? And just, understanding yourself and understanding what is underneath the comparison that you're doing with that person at that moment. 
Um, and knowing that the grass is always greener where we water it. So if you're looking at somebody else and you're wanting something they're experiencing or you're wanting something more of life, you know, going out and doing that for yourself or creating that for yourself and knowing that there's so much possibility in your own life. And if you're noticing that you're constantly comparing yourself to others and wanting your life to be different, then, you know, looking at ways that you can make your life different or looking at ways that you can find acceptance and appreciation for what you already have as well because we can often look at why our grass isn't green but we might be missing the parts of our grass that are beautiful and are serving us and that are serving a purpose in our own life so again awareness getting curious analyzing it but also knowing that there's so much change you can create in your life and there's so many ways that you can you know make your life more interesting or more joy-filled or more exciting and you have the ability to do that if you find that you're constantly seeking other people's lives and experiences and not feeling fulfilled within your own but also again finding that fulfillment, finding that appreciation for what you do have because, you know, we're so lucky. The fact that you're listening to this podcast right now, you know, means that you're in the top X amount of people in the world. And so, you know, really coming back to that appreciation of how life actually is great and we have so much to be thankful for and, you know, we're constantly seeking more or constantly comparing, like we're in this cycle of, you know, wanting all of these things and so coming back to the appreciation for what we do have, coming back to the appreciation of who you are already and what you do possess in your life um, can be a really beautiful way of shifting through that. Mm. There's only you on the planet. There's not, there's not another one of you. There never will be again anybody with your qualities. So, like, you know, s- s- just stop it. Like there's somebody out there that imagine how you would feel if you knew that you being you was making somebody else compare themselves. Like it just feels icky and uncomfortable. So, like, you're also making somebody else, like, icky and uncomfortable when you're comparing themselves to, to them. Like, it can be flattery. I, I, I know in my own experience when I've had people in high school, I really struggled with this. I had a lot of people – I had one person in particular that, you know, if I'd cut my hair, she'd cut her hair. If I got these certain shoes, she'd get these certain shoes. If I got this bag, she'd get this bag. And a lot of people started coming to me telling me that, you know, this person was copying myself and I didn't find it flattering. Yeah, I I really found it very uncomfortable because I was trying to be unique in the way that I was and, you know, it can be flattery when somebody is, you know, and I tried to, I would tell people that I'd be like, oh, you know, that's nice. Like, yeah, it's really great school bag or like, yeah, they're really common shoes or, you know, like it's a popular haircut. Like I would try and just downplay it. But at the same time, it's, it is uncomfortable because, you know, we're all so unique. So Mm -hmm. let's just embrace that uniqueness. Like that, that girl that would do that. I never once like ever said anything. I, I don't believe I did. Um, but you know, for it, it's, it's coming back to that place of like, I didn't think I was like, I did not think I was anything in high school. I was friends with everybody, but I didn't have that sense of like community and like a a small group. I, I was mates with everyone I went to school with. And, um, and 
Yeah, so for, for like this, I, I didn't find it as being a compliment. I found it as like quite intrusive. Like, so go out, like get your own school bag and your school shoes and your haircut, like do what you want to do because you're you're not going to fit in if you're not being you. You're not going to um, be able to find your purpose and live your mission and, and be in all that you are if you're you know, comparing yourself to others, if you're then trying to, you know, have the latest things or, you know, make Instagram posts like somebody else, um, whatever, however this comparison might be showing up in your life, you know, you're comparing your journey, like the last question, like maybe you're comparing your um, love story to somebody else's love story. Like you're not going to have your own unique love story if you're sitting in comparison and judgment of, of somebody else's. So like, yeah, just, you know, come back to that place again of like you're wildly worthy enough to 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 stop comparing yourself to others and so you can uniquely live on your path that is planned out for you, that is decided for you, that is um, available to you because that is going to be greater than what anybody else has ever had because it's your journey and it's your story. Mm. And when you are living in alignment with what is true for you and you're embodied in all that you are, then the people and the life and the things that are meant to find you are going to find you because you're being true to you. So, you know, when you're showing up as someone that's not you because you're comparing yourself and you're thinking that you need to be different, then we're almost attracting in these things that aren't really meant for us in the first place. So just knowing that you are amazing just the way that you are and yeah, you know, comparison is just, I think it's a natural part of life. We're it's naturally a joy. Yeah, it's a thief of joy, but it is, you know, naturally we're going to analyze other people, you know, human beings are so curious, you know, someone walks in and we're looking at their outfit and we're, you know, analyzing and just observing. But if we can look at through that lens and then kind of stop it there and not allowing it to then progress into the comparison of how that person's different to you and we can just appreciate appreciate that person for what they are and appreciate ourselves for who we are, then we can shift that as well. Mm. So thank you so much for sending in these questions. We have uh, loved being here. Again, another episode of Wildly Worthy coming to an end. Any final things you want to leave people on? No, just, um, yeah, if any other questions, please always feel free to send them in. We love receiving them and, you know, we love to speaking into them and supporting you all in seeing things differently or, you know, having some understanding around what you're experiencing. So please know that they're always welcome, that you're always welcome and that, yeah, whatever it is that you're experiencing is just an experience and that you're doing an amazing job. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Wildly Worthy. We're on a mission to help you live your best life. We hope that you found today's episode inspiring and valuable. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us to reach more people and to continue to create content that is meaningful and impactful. And be sure to follow us on social media at The Enlightened Co. Please tag us as we love hearing from our listeners. Remember, you are wildly worthy of living a life that you want. Keep taking risks, pursuing your passions and growing into the best version of yourself. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Wildly Worthy. And remember, be, be wildly, wildly you. you.